welcome to our new toss from GameIndustry.com. I'm Shella. And I'm Drew, and together we're arguing about the things that really matter in games. We are indeed. Although well, we're not today indeed. it's kind of the things that really matter in comics. <laughs> yeah, comics and films. Yeah. Because we're talking about the new Marvel film, Doctor Strange, which we saw on uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, uh, at the time of recording, it still hasn't hit the US. Think no, I think it, it will have by the time we actually release this one, won't it? But, uh, yeah. 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 This is sort of a, a sneak preview for all Americans, which you won't hear until afterwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So um, you're the, the you're the big Doctor Strange fan. You you uh, we had a conversation not so long ago where we were talking about Marvel stuff and uh, the um, Doctor Strange came up and I said something along the lines of you know whose favorite is Doctor Strange anyway and yeah, uh, yeah it turns out I'd met the one person. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few of us out there. Yeah. But um, yeah, this was a hugely important film for me. Um, because Doctor Strange never has a comic book. <laughs> um, he's he's one of the sort of like real sort of stalwarts of the sort of Marvel universe in in terms of comics, but um, he kind of falls off the radar when it comes to comic books. It's kind of like the Silver Surfer, my other favourite. Yeah, I seem to need to latch on these characters that don't have very long runs. Yeah. Um, so I was. Uh, when I heard they were doing Doctor Strange, I was just like amazed, one, really excited and kind of nervous because I thought if they get it wrong, then he won't get a long running book. But if they get it right, then I will actually have a Doctor Strange series to kind of hook into. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was a big day. <laughs> And, like, contrary-wise, I'd never read any Doctor Strange. I knew almost nothing about Doctor Strange. Uh, so you lent me um, a, a book full of all the uh, the original uh, comics, which I read uh, just over half of, I think, uh, before before I saw the, the film as sort of a primer. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that as well. I thought those were... <laughs> I love, like, old, goofy Marvel, and Doctor Strange is nothing if not goofy old yeah. Marvel. It, it's it's very expository, it's very dramatic. They're, they're always just talking to nobody and expounding on the plot, and I just... Yeah, I old school comics where they're like, oh, no, he's, like, attacking me with his, like, labor. Yeah. If only I could get that boulder from over there. <laughs> I just need to distract him long enough. Yeah. <laughs> There, there wasn't much of that in the film, as it turns out. No. <laughs> I wish there had been. I wish, I wish they just everyone had been narrating all the time. That would have been wonderful. And it had just been a bit hammy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That can make the, the old comics a bit hard work for... Um, yeah, there was a friend of mine. He, I lent him Silver Surfer, and he's just like, I just cannot stand the fact that they explain everything that's going on. <laughs> So uh, yeah, but um, I thought they take took I, I thought they took the best bits from the comic, mm. um, you know, left out the sort of hammy kind of campy stuff of uh, of your. Um, I thought they did a really great job. I was so excited when I came out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was so pleased. I was just like all the way through. I just wanted to be. I was whooping and. Grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did notice in the cinema. Um, you were um, so. Did, were, were there any parts of it which didn't feel like true to Doctor Strange for you, or did they get the character as you understand him? Was that um, what you saw on screen? Yeah, they pretty much got him. 
I thought yep. um, Cumberbatch was just fantastic. I mean, he's got cheekbones to die for. <laughs> Um, so you know he had the complete chiselled Doctor Strange look to him, yeah. um, and he, yeah, I really, I really liked his his Stephen Strange. Mm. Um, he was he was quite humorous. They you know they hit the kind of the right notes of comedy in him and sort of gravitas and everything. So um, yeah, the only bit, uh, well, I suppose without spoiling, but just. There was a scene with the cloak that I wasn't sure about. Mm-hmm. Um, the, cl- the cloak played quite a big part <laughs> in yeah. the film. Um, so without you know doing spoilers, um, yeah, I wasn't sure about that, and um, I did actually Google that because I was like, hmm, I don't remember the the cloak having that yeah. much. I think. I've got some stuff to say about the cloak as well, so I think what we can do, if we can talk about that at the end, we are going to have a, a spoiler wall, I think, near the end of the episode, uh, which will tell you if we're about to just start discussing plot details or yeah. you know cool bits that you that should be seen before before you talk about them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've definitely got some stuff to say that, so we can come back yeah. to that. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, there are there are little details that I loved that I suppose we'll get into when we discuss them. I mean, there were things that just made me so happy as a Doctor mm. Strange fan. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I don't know if you want me to disclose those now, or are we gonna what uh, what we what were I, your thoughts? Being well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, being being a total sort of Doctor Strange virgin. Um, I, well, I mean, I liked it as a film. I've sort of historically over the over the past couple of years sort of fallen out with the Marvel films a little bit because you, there's only so much you can do as superheroes, and that some of the films have been you know similar and trodden over quite a lot of similar ground. Uh, but I really enjoyed this one. It didn't really sort of break out of the the formula in any particular way. It's still sort of a Marvel origin story. It, it it's the sort of standard hero's journey sort of thing, but it executed that in I think probably the best way that I've seen in a in a Marvel film. It was very well constructed. It ended fantastically. It was all uh, there. There wasn't a moment throughout the, that I was bored or not interested in what what I was watching. I thought it was yeah. I think it's probably one of the best Marvel films I've seen since like the first wave of them. Yeah, I think it's one of the best ones as well. I, I mean. I really liked the fact that, like you say, you know, we're getting, you know, we're getting Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, and the Hulk, and then we're getting them in a film all together. So it's like Iron Man, Thor. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they do, I mean, even though they're all enjoyable and, you know, they pretty much hit the mark, I'd say Iron Man is probably the weakest one. Mm. standalone ones um, in series terms um, but I just it was kind of refreshing because Doctor Strange is he's quite psychedelic um, mm. and you know he always was in the comics you know, Steve Ditko was just the master of drawing sort of esoteric kind of abstract concepts like dreams and nightmares and you know sort of multi-dimensional travel and you know he he was the master of that and you know they they really fully realized that on the screen and they had a touch of Ditko in there and so just visually 
Yeah. It wasn't like a, any other Marvel film. Yeah, it was definitely very sort of visually distinctive, and yeah. th- there was some really fun, enjoyable stuff. There's that really great scene sort of quite early on in the film where he's first introduced to the idea of magic, and it all goes extremely sort of psychedelic. There's, yeah. a, re- there's a really fun 2001 visual reference in there, and in general it's just yeah. really interesting descending through all these strange fractals and other spaces and reality folding in on itself. I think later on that does run into problems a couple of times. It, it, the, the film goes to their sort of Inception-style city-folding thing once too often, I think. And yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I agree with that. There's um, like, because it's that's kind of the power of the villain, isn't it? He folds yeah. time, mm, yeah. um, and they use that Inception visual um, as his power, so the battles with him involve that. And there was just one too many, the sort of the outdoor city battle was just one too many. And I thought it got a bit visually cluttered as well. Mm, Um, That fight, that one fight, I was just like, okay, I I haven't quite got a grip on where we are and who's who. And um, he had lots of nameless um, pench people yeah um who were zipping around as well and yeah i just thought that was the weakest fight really and wasn't needed it felt like it was padding just to get it to whatever the the movie running length is that marvel wanted <laughs> about two hours i think yeah uh, yeah I, I mean i think throughout the film that i I know it's sort of elements of that. There, there, there's more than once the sort of background visuals and even the foreground visuals distract from the action that's going on. Uh, there's um, a, um, a fight between um, Strange and um, what's his name, Cecilius, is it? Uh, um, Nichols' character. What is it? I've got it written down. Here. <laughs> um, oh, I've lost it on my notes. Mad, Mad Mickelson's character. Oh yeah, it is Cecilius. Cecilius, yeah. it's it. And um, it's very flashy. It's all. It's very magical, and you can't really see anything that's going on because there's so much light and flashing and explosions going on in the foreground. You, it, it's difficult to get a handle on the physicality of the fight itself, which yeah. I, I was a bit turned off by, but not enough to not enjoy that scene. Um, no, was that the out outdoor no, scene? The, the, the one the in his house. One. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. the the orange twirling magic stuff, and I was like, I can't see what's going on. A bit yeah, less of this, please. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I agree. Sometimes it was just a bit overdone. Um, but then the other stuff was the 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 visual stuff that was attached to Doctor Strange's powers. They were just incredible. Yeah. Sort of a crystalline kind of thing, which comes straight out of Steve Ditko. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, the sort of finale scene, which we won't go into because we're going to go into the details of that earlier, but just like the visual of that is straight. Yeah. Steve Ditko, all the sort of like twirly sort of columns of weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only way I can describe it. Um, but yeah, I agree. There was one too many battles. Mm. Um, I also really li- liked the way that they um, did his his astral um, figure coming out of him. Yeah, um, it happens a couple of times during the film. The, the first one is really sort of interesting looking, where it kind of just gets knocked out of him. Oh, and yeah. It has that sort of onion skin effect, where it's just frames just being frozen as he goes backwards. Yeah, it's kind of an LSD kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Um, 
Yeah, and I just thought the way that there's a bit in the hospital when he he comes out of his body and it's just his astral self and it, it's just again I know I keep saying this but it just like, gave me so much joy that it was just straight out of the comic even the way he was positioned in the air um just the angle I was just like oh my god they've just got it spot on yeah <laughs> um considering a huge amount of the audience don't know Doctor Strange at all and haven't read him and wouldn't know these little things I just love them for doing that <laughs> Yeah, he like he's. I think he's definitely the 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 actor who is most sort of visually suited to the character that he's been cast of. He looks, he's perfect for the part, especially yeah. you know later on once he gets the outfit and yeah. Uh, there's a moment which I'm I'm not even going to mention because it's 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 not plot heavy, it's not relevant to the plot, but it is just so nice that I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. Um, but when he he finally sort of changes yeah, his outfit in a little bit and it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can do we can do it at the end after yeah, we've yeah, done the spoiler Um uh, other issues okay, so we're we're waxing a bit lyrical here. Yeah. <laughs> um so um oh the the cast was brilliant. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh I mean just incredible. And then I didn't know that Rachel McAdams was in it. I just didn't know that. No. And I was really pleased to see her because I think she's a lovely actress. She's really mm. nice to watch. And yeah. and there was a real chemistry between her. And she plays the love interest with Stephen Strange. Mm-hmm. And there was a chemistry between them. It was just underused. <laughs> yeah, she, she really didn't get much at all to do in the film. Um, like... I I didn't really sort of pick up on them having that much chemistry together. It seemed kind of like a, a standard sort of boilerplate film romantic relationship for me. Uh, yeah, I just she she was really wasted in that film. I thought she didn't yeah, get she anything was. to do. She I, I've read interviews since uh, since watching the film where they said, oh well, she she represents his um, you know something that anchors him to the real world, something that brings him back to where he's yeah. come from, and. That's not really a huge justification for her to be in the script because he never needs to come back to come back to where he came from to to defeat the villain. It doesn't really affect his, his yeah. story much. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah, she's a she's a great actress, and I she just is wish a great she'd actress. Had more to do. Yeah, I think the scenes that she did have with him though were affecting. You know, yeah. you know when she. Um, the scene, you know, the scene. I mean, the scene where he's kind of losing the plot mm. um, as Stephen Strange when he's like, hitting his lowest point. Mm. Um, you know, after his hands are injured. Yeah. I just thought that was, you know, she played it so well, and I thought there was a. I, I felt there was a chemistry between them. I mean, there were very few scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just felt that if they just got a walk-on actress because she's pretty, that um, I just yeah, there wouldn't have been any sort of emotional heart to it at all. And I thought she brought that, even though she was underused. I mean, I can't believe she was in there doing that because <laughs> she's so great. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they've got her sort of lined up as to play a, a greater role in the sequel. Because yeah, hope, hope, I really hope so too. Yeah. Um, 
But, I mean, it's one of the th- first things you said when we came out of the cinema was like, well, that love interest was pretty yeah. hollow or something. Worst of time. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, I had realised that, but it was kind of just, oh, well, it's par for the court. You know, it's just like, that's how Marvel treats its love interests, really. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that's much of an excuse. It, it, no, I'm not saying it's an excuse. But when I was watching the film, it was just no surprise to me because I mean, right. Thor has the worst love interest ever. She's just so annoying and mm-hmm. lame and has no agency whatsoever. And even though she's a hugely successful um, a scientist in her own right and really mm-hmm. intelligent, she just turns into a simpering teenage girl and Thor's about and um, so yeah Yeah. they need to treat their love interests with a bit more respect (laughs) Mm, yeah and the only time they ever get any um, sort of real storyline is if they're another superhero yeah yeah oh yeah absolutely and even then Black Widow doesn't get much to do in quite a few of the films that she's in no Mm. Um, but I do love her her romance with the Hulk. Yeah, that, I, I, I love that. Too. It's just so Joss Whedon with the pathos of it all. Um, but yeah, and I thought Mads Mikkelsen was wasted in this as well. Really. Yeah, like he, I mean, he, it was it was just great to have him there because he's always fun to watch. He didn't. He wasn't the most fantastic villain or anything, but no. you know, whenever he's on screen, he was just. You know, doing his Mads Mikkelsen thing, and I yeah, just thought he was just looking like he was like it was like a cheekbone off. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, he did, and I he get, had the best eyeshadow. He did. He like it was, he was his eyeshadow. I was just like, that eye. is amazing. I want yeah. some of that. <laughs> yeah, I want some galaxy in my eyeshadow. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, he, he looks kind of cool, but yeah, he was a bit lame. Mm. Um. And what about the sort of the whitewashing controversy that kind of, um, mm. I suppose, plagued this film before it was even released. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that that was always going to be a weird issue because the original sort of um, character of the Ancient One is, a, you know, a very stereotypical, long-bearded, wise old Tibetan monk type. And, yeah. like... Uh, when when I read the stuff you let let me knowing that uh, I didn't know that Tilda Swinton would be playing that character in the film, and I really did sort of wonder how they were going to portray that character in the film without it being sort of kind of uncomfortable and strange and a little bit racist anyway. Mm. And they do kind of make a, a direct nod at that as well in in what's one of what I won't spoil, but it's one of the film's funnier moments. I thought. I thought. Yeah. But I mean, she put in. A fantastic performance. Like yeah. she, she's one of the most watchable characters in the film. Like she steals every scene she's in. Yeah, I mean, she is just a fantastic actress. I yeah. love her. It's, I mean, I was really excited when I heard that she was the ancient one. I was just like, oh my god, that is incredible. I thought, yeah. you know. And then the controversy, and I did empathise with the point of view. But like you said, it's kind of complex because it's yeah. kind of uh, a racist stereotype um and then you know and then people were saying well dr strange could have been asian um because in the original comics it looks like you know that you know the very first issues um Mm. you know his eyes look like they could be 
could yeah. be an Asian person. And I thought actually that would have been really interesting if he was an Asian American and then went to this mystic place and sort of, you know, do something about his cultural roots. And I thought that would be a really interesting take on it. Yeah. But um, they didn't do that. Um, there's still obviously the problem that it's steeped in sort of ain't. Asian-ness, the sort of mysticism, all the costumes and things have sort of appropriated lots of the style and everything from Asian culture, but there aren't really any Asian people in it, not really. Apart from Wong, who is his kind of, I suppose, become his sidekick. Yeah, yeah, rather rather than just a valet, which is... um, Yeah. Yeah, which... I mean, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a really tricky one um, mm. because you know Asian Americans are, or just Asian people are, just sick of getting the short end of the stick yeah, every single time. Um, and yeah, I do empathise, but I, I mean, they did replace the the sort of stereotypical Asian wise man with mm. a queer. Um, sort of androgynous, yeah, slightly woman. alienish as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think, into t- you know, there's still some diversity happening there. It might be mm. not be the ones they want. Uh, it's it's a difficult one. I think with Ghost in the Shell, it's not a difficult one. It's a clear cut whitewash. Mm. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson is playing a Japanese person in Neo Tokyo. <laughs> I'd forgotten that film was coming out. I watched Ghost yeah. of the Shell not so long ago. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, it's a difficult one, but I think they, yeah, like you said, they made a nod towards um, mm. the issue and the complexity and things. Mm. Um, yeah, a tricky one. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, there was one bit I really loved. There was a nod towards Sherlock. Um, oh, uh, uh, I don't know. Is Do we want to? Is that a spoiler? I or? think we're getting to the point where we can let's let's put our spoiler wall down and okay. say from this so point on, we we may discuss stuff in the film that uh, that would be better appreciated by seeing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so um, yeah, there was just like I really love the fact you know Cumberbatch being Sherlock. There was a, a nod to the the show when he um, because Doctor Doctor Strange has a very specific house he always lives in in the comics mm-hmm. and it's this kind of I guess you'd call it a brownstone it's in Gre- Greenwich Village and it's yeah. quite Victorian looking house and it has the round window um, Steve Ditko drew with that sort of with those lines going through and that's why I was so happy when I saw that it had the round window and um, he comes out of the he rushes out of the front door and to his left yeah. it says 177A Bleaker Street, Bleaker Street which is the yeah. address of Doctor Strange and I just thought it was brilliant because it's the same actor running <laughs> out of a big Victorian house just in a different city as a different character yeah. uh, I thought that was really nice see not being familiar with the, with the source material I was I, wa- I was wondering if that was actually something from the comics or whether it was just supposed to be an address that resembled 221B Baker Street. Oh, uh, right, uh, no. <laughs> but, no. Uh, no, that's, that's established. Yeah, that's an established address for Doctor Strange. So, um, yeah. I mean, that's one of the, my favourite things in the movie was that house. The mm. house was perfect. 
Yeah. It, it, like they had just studied, you know, the sort of layout of his house in the comics and um yeah, I was just like as soon as I saw that I was like, Oh my god, they have just got it spot on. Yeah. And yeah, and I think the scene that you were referring to earlier was when he, he gets his cloak of levitation. Yeah. And yeah. floats up in front of the section window. I was just like, "Oh my god, kill me now! I'm happy." <laughs> it, I mean, it it wasn't quite that moment. It's related to that, but there's there's the bit like when he first gets the cloak, um, he, he wears it and he does all this stuff, and you know they sort of bond with each other. There's a bit later on where I think it's in the hospital where um he uh looks in the mirror, he's got the cloak on, and he just flicks the collar up and oh, like yeah, completes the look, and he's, ah, there it is. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. So you, so my favourite bit was when he floated up because he was yeah. falling over a banister or something. And he floats up and he's yeah. there in front of the, the circular window. I was just like, wow. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like a splash page or one of those, you know, where they have at the end of comics, they have a few poster pages. Yeah. That they put in from, yeah, it was like one of those. It was great. <laughs> And then, um, I mean, we were talking about um, uh, the the cloak earlier. You had some problems with the way the cloak was depicted, as I recall. Oh yeah, yeah. The um, I wasn't sure about the comic elements of the cloak. Mm. Um, I mean, there's the first scene where he's trying to go one way and the cloak's pulling him the other. Um, I mean, that was okay. I could give that one a pass. But then there was the one where the cloak was fighting a villain, sort of blindfolded of a, like, you know, it was animated. And yeah, I was yeah. just like, really? And Yeah, they, and give it, to... they give it a lot of personality, which I didn't sense when I was reading. Uh, well, actually, I, I say that when I was reading the comics. The Cloak of Levitation doesn't appear in any of the comics I've read. But um, the, the, the stuff I'd seen about it previously, it, I didn't get that sense from it. Like the, the, st- the stuff where it cleans his face, like you know, like it's his mum and it's just cleaning up him, him up before it, uh, he, he goes outside, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I just didn't, don't think it worked as a gag, that one, that particular yeah. one. I, I think in general the weakest moments of the film were where there were gags for the sake of gags, and there yeah. were a couple of moments where it did that, and it just didn't quite come off. No. Um, and, I mean, when he delivered, like, a funny line or something, it was quite good. <laughs> I did like the Adele, <laughs> the Adele line <laughs> with Wong. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's <laughs> and listening then when to... Wong laughs at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. That was the best kind of fake, like, actor laugh. It was really good. it was. (laughs) I mean, and they're like, now you laugh. Yeah. (laughs) When they get sucked into another dimension, that's funny. (laughs) But um, I quite liked that. And I think I have a feeling that they um, were putting that sort of levity in. Because Doctor Strange is so different tonally mm. from the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. I think, and they are bringing him in, you know, for Infinity Wars and, you know, he's going to have a second movie and whatnot. So, um, I think because the tone of the other films is there's quite a lot of levity. Mm. And I think if they left him as, you know, just this master of the mystic arts and, you know, just sort of templing his fingers in sort of 
Greenwich brownstone buildings and surrounded yeah. by incense, he might be tonally not fit in. Yeah, I suppose that's right. I I can't say that I think it would make that much of a difference if they'd cut a, a couple, just a couple of those guys, a couple of the ones that didn't work. Yeah. It, like, it, it's not a serious film anyway. I mean, his character is a very seriously toned character, but it is, you know, the film in itself is just generally fun and it's, it's quite yeah. lighthearted and it's... You know, you're going to be having a good time regardless of whether or not the, the characters are turning to the camera and telling you to have a good time. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. I, I, the, the, the jokes, but I'm I'm wondering if that's why they did it. Like, oh, we need to put in another gag, not yeah, light enough or whatever. Um, so because they couldn't, they didn't get the fun in until the you know extra scene or whatever they call them. Yeah, the, um, the, the two bloody post-credit scenes. Yeah, so the, the Thor scene was when they really got some, you know, a visual gag in. Yeah. That, you know, worked quite nicely. Yeah. Um, I quite liked that one. I liked um, his um, self-refilling uh, beer cup, which I thought was a nice little sort of North mythology reference. Exactly, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was enormous as well. It was, yeah. <laughs> huge Gert Stein of beer um, yeah, and it's the way that Doctor Strange doesn't even make any it's as if it's nothing to do with him kind of <laughs> nobody mentions it Thor doesn't go <laughs> yeah. where did the beer come from and they both just sort of okay yeah. no, no this is just normal for us isn't it? yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like I'm not saying no to beer so. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that gag worked really well because it was an enormous glass of beer and um, yeah. like Doctor Strange finishes his sentence and the ne- next time we see Thor, he's emptied the, <laughs> yeah. the beer and then it refills again. I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, worked much better than the cloak. I, I hope they kind of drop that. I mean, I did check it and the cloak of levitation does, has, you know, had some powers to sort of help point out things to him and it has had some sort of personality to it and things. Yeah, see, ap- apart from the actual sort of, again, apart from the overt gags, I I quite like the, the relationship between him and the cloak. It, I, I kind of love uh, unspoken bonds between characters and films. Yeah. And this was a really good example of that where, like, I mean, he discovers the cloak of levitation and sort of it, immediately it sort of recognizes his power and he's like, ah, right, okay, you are the you're, you're the guy I've been waiting for. This is this yeah. is this is what I'm here for. And like, it takes um, Strange a little while to figure that out, figure it out. But then, sort of, two scenes later, it's the bit where he just flicks his arm yeah. and the cloak jumps into place. And I always like that when it it doesn't need to be spelled out, but both of those kind of characters have realized, oh, right, yeah, shit, we're meant for each other. Okay, let's yeah. let's, let's let's get our, our thing going. Yeah. And I thought that was really nice. It's just when it when it turned into sort of sort of farcical, well, not not so much farcical, but just goofy. Almost slapstick. Wasn't yeah, exactly. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And the, the only other thing was Mordo. What did you think about him? Um, I was uh again. This, I know we're beyond the spoiler wall, but this is big spoilers. So I'll, yeah. uh, I'll I'll just warn people again. 
I was, I mean, having read the the, the comics, uh, I thought he was going to turn out to be the bad guy, uh, like mm. much earlier on in the film, because that's his character in the comics. Is he's literally the sort of evil equivalent of Doctor Strange, in in what's quite a fun. I, I think we talked about this the other day. There's a very funny moment in uh, one of the early Doctor Strange comics where um, where Strange first meets the Ancient One, and Mordo is one of the. Uh, uh, Ancient One's other students, and uh, he reveals himself to be evil and puts a spell on Strange, and the Ancient One takes it off later on in the comic, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, he's evil. Yeah, I just, yeah, I know. He, 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 you know, he he needs a place to live, so... <laughs> what are you going to do, except, uh, you know, kill him one day? Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought he was... I I like this different take on him. I thought I th- I thought the film version was far more interesting than um uh than what I read in the comics. I thought like him him being sort of the rigid guy who is the counterpoint to Strange being yeah, sort of maverickish and and uh, and roguish. I, I thought that was that was a really interesting dichotomy to set up, which is then kind of undermined by the the last post credit scenes because it it turns out that this guy is more than likely going to become you know the antagonist rather than you know rather than a partner in crime or partner in not yeah. crime. Just yeah. I mean, what 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 did you think? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I do agree that he was, he's a bit more complex and a bit less of a sort of out-and-out pantomime villain. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah just, I'll be interested to see where they go with him in the, in the next film. Mm. And, you know, Chirotel Ejiofor is a great actor, so, Absolutely. you know... A, you know, great person to work with there if they come mm. up with a good story. Um, yeah, I just, I did like the, in the comics, you know, that I suppose, yeah, maybe it is just a bit old fashioned for audiences now, you know, like the good student and the, and the bad, jealous student. Mm. And, you know, maybe that's kind of been done with Thor and Loki. You know, that conflict is already covered. Yeah. Um, so it's maybe quite good that they went, to you know, they're sort of trying to cover different ground narratively. Yeah, absolutely. Cause, I mean, if they portrayed him as they portray him in the comics, he would just be a sort of a straight-up evil wizard, which is yeah, is yeah. He's not sort of he's, he's jealous of Strange's powers and the mm. fact that you know the Ancient One kind of favors him, even though he's been studying longer and all this sort of thing, mm. and which is kind of a Thor Loki kind of dynamic. Yeah. Um so I guess thinking about it they don't really they don't really need that. So they need something different. So yeah. Mm. It's um yeah, I'm hopeful for the for the second one. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And I think the only other thing I've got to talk uh, talk about oh. is the um is the, the conclusion. The finale. The, yeah, the finale which I thought was fantastic i thought it was very much the strongest moment of the film it was a really fantastic capstone yeah and i came out of the film afterwards just think no that was great it it really left a good taste in my mouth you know yeah because again it was different it was a a different side of marvel than we've Mm. seen before on the big screen because usually it's like they've leveled a city 
in order to defeat yeah. the big bad. Whereas this, like, okay, you know, some of, I was. They, they do have a good go at it. They do. They do level a bit of. I a mean, city. there was some city leveling. Yeah. But um. But, but not as much as usual. Yeah, it wasn't the whole of New York yeah. or like Texas or whatever. Uh, I mean, okay, his house needs some serious repairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fear for some of the relics. <laughs> but um, yeah, that he used kind of guile. Yeah, absolutely. To, to to defeat the big bad is, you know, um, you know, it kind of falls into that Sherlock mm. realm again, doesn't I mean, it? And you know, the characters are similar in that way. Absolutely, it it sort of reminded me more of uh, Doctor Who than Sherlock. It it, it seemed yeah, to be a very was, sort of Doctor Who way of yeah. I things. mean, only in terms of he was using intelligence. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it's Cumberbatch, so mm. the the parallels are, but yeah, I was speaking to Dave earlier. There's a time travel element as well, which I think fit. Yeah. Yeah, I was speaking to my boyfriend earlier, he saw it yesterday, and um, he he didn't like that scene, he thought it was a bit silly. Oh, Um, And he was like, oh God, this is going to get stupid. I was like, oh, we worried it was going to go a bit Doctor Who. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, because it is totally the sort of thing he'd do. Mm. (laughs) Use time to defeat. (laughs) Yeah. And do it in the most uh, sort of self-sacrifice, self-sacrificing, yeah. Christ-like way possible. Just, yeah. yeah, you just kill me for as long. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I um, thought it was a great ending because it it wasn't just using brawn; it was mm. doing it in a Doctor Strange way. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he should do. Yeah, but over like so, how, where do you rate it in the pantheon of? Uh, Marvel. I, yeah, I mean that—that's a difficult one because th- there's been so many Marvel films now, and I've seen them all so far apart. That it's difficult to compare. Yeah, and that's them. the trouble. You do kind of forget the bits that you liked from. Yeah, I—I like. I think as an individual film, it's definitely up there in. I'd say probably one of my top three, and I don't know what the other two would be. It, yeah. It's definitely one of the upper the upper echelon for me I, I thought it was really good it's one of my yeah. favorite marvel films it's up there with avengers and mm. civil war probably yeah yep yeah and maybe the first thor maybe the first thor's like that hmm, i don't know i'll have to rewatch them all and see <laughs> oh well put set a lot of time aside i know right it's <laughs> getting quite lengthy now it's more than a marathon yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, a big thumbs up from Argue the Toss then. Yeah, I think so. I think I definitely recommend seeing it if uh, if you have any interest in superheroes or Marvel or or the Avengers universe or the the Marvel universe. Yeah. Or, you know, just or if you were thinking, hmm, I don't know this guy. I'm not sure. Yeah. A I magician, mean, really. Yeah, it 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 really is a sort of great int- introduction for a character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's us. We've done Doctor Strange. And until next time, Drew. Yep. Cheerio. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed this episode of Argue the Toss, and why wouldn't you, you can find us on iTunes. 
just search for Are You The Tot? You can also find our RSS feed on our main page at GameIndustry.com. If you don't use iTunes and you use another podcast player, that should work fine with it. We're also on SoundCloud for Are You The Tot? Our host, of course, is GameIndustry.com. So you can talk to us via the Twitter page there, which is at Gin Lounge. You can also find us on YouTube. And Game Industry News is also on Facebook, on Google+, and all those good social media things. Um, so give us a thumbs up. Give us a like. Tell us what you like. It's awesome. You're awesome for listening. Thank you so much. Nailed it.